Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. It's FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Today is Tuesday, it's the 26th of April. My name is Russell Shaw, I'm a Senior Market Specialist at FXCM. I'm going to be joined by Nick Tsiburis in a moment, also a Senior Market Specialist. But before Nick and I um, start our, um, our analysis or our commentary of the market, I really need to uh, emphasize that this is not to be taken as advice. Um, this is Nick and uh, my opinion. Uh, I urge you to listen all the way to the end. We're going to have our regional disclaimers at the end. Having said that, uh, it's been a very, very interesting market, and I'm really um, very keen on hearing Nick's interpretation and opinions with what's happened. So with that all said and done, Nick, hello, how are you? Hello, Russell. Uh, good to be back uh, for the podcast. How are you? Very good. Very good. Uh, you were away um, on Friday, Monday. Did you have a good, good um, weekend? Yeah. Very good time. But now we're back to uh, to getting the news from the markets. We, yeah, we we're a lot. To we we had quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, Nick, <laughs> markets think, never stop. Yeah, I think let's let's start off with Thursday last week. I think um, that's really uh, there was a, um, almost a. a, a I wouldn't say a pivot, but a, a major um, catalyst, which certainly affected market sentiment. And that was um, Jerome Powell, um, his statement. Um, yeah, so, yeah, obviously that was essentially the last uh, statement we saw before the blackout period, because we have uh, next week the um, uh, monetary policy decision from the Fed. And uh, he, ex he actually... How do we say? Gave his blessing to a 50 basis uh, hike. So let's remind our listeners that the Fed had um, hiked rates by 25 basis points in March, um, and since then they have sort of preparing markets for uh, potentially a larger hike uh, this time around. And Paul said that um, 50 basis points will be on the table for the May meeting. So the markets definitely expect that they're very aggressive and in general he gave a sense of uh let's say uh, more aggressive moves to, to actually uh move a little more um quickly uh so do you reckon uh, they're gonna move on 15 based on so, that so uh, i i think 50 i i'm of the opinion uh may is a 50 uh basis point increase but Nick, I think that the central bank, particularly the Fed here, is way behind market expectations. So either the market is incorrect or the Fed is behind. Assuming the market is correct, I think we're in for um, a time of um, serious increases. Yeah, they've definitely uh, pointed uh, to that. Obviously, we have some more hawkish members uh, 
mostly St. Louis Fed, uh, Mr. Bullard, who, who advocates for, for more. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, what we know so far is that they want to front load this. Uh, they want to be aggressive early on um, in order to contain inflation. Uh, and uh, with Powell having said, the, uh, having talked this way about 50, I think uh, it may be hard to not see that materializing either by a smaller or a bigger, but obviously uh, adjustment, but obviously we're going to need to wait and see. And it created quite some market move, this uh, statement from uh, Yeah, from absolutely. I, I, I would imagine that there is room for surprise here. Uh, of course, we'll just have to wait and see. The, the market um, really moving on the, on the front loading, isn't it? We've seen... Um, yeah. A lot of uh, money flowing into the US dollar, I guess, in, in support, uh, perhaps the risk side of the market taking a bit of strain. Um, certainly um, that, um, uh, you know, putting, putting the 50 basis points on the table uh, certainly was a, um, a major sort of, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a dent, but it, it, it certainly affected market sentiment, didn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, markets are on edge around uh, around this, and they all have all sorts of risk factors as well to to monitor, and um, that uh, definitely uh, dampened uh, sentiment uh, for for the uh, stock market. And um, what about what about stuff, ECB, yeah. Nick? Uh, what's your thoughts yeah. about ECB? So we have spoken about them previously. Um, obviously. Um, not not as aggressive as the Fed, however, no think, no way near, yeah, yeah, but certainly an interesting week for them, wasn't it? Yeah, they're definitely on the Davis side, or, or at least on the less hockey side of things. Uh, but they have been um, changing their language and their um, asset purchase program, and they expect it to end in Q three. Uh, and then we had um, uh, ECB's the Guindos, if we're pronouncing it correctly. If not, we're sorry. Uh, who <laughs> actually talked last week and essentially uh, was open to a, a hike in July. And we had also some other uh, members like uh, his Latvian, uh, the Latvian uh, central bank. I think. I think his yeah, name is uh, Kazakh, who, Yeah who talked about the uh, July hike and all that stuff. So they're trying again to, to sort of uh, go into a more hawkish direction. And, uh, but, but again, we have said that it's more difficult for the ACB given their exposure to uh, the Ukraine-Russia conflict, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that they are in a, a bind, but um, we also, we saw the uh, EU CPI come out uh, last week. It was, it was high, wasn't it? Yeah, it was high. So it, it was the final figure, which was seven point four percent. That that, however, was uh, lower than the preliminary figure, uh, which was at seven point five. So maybe an end inside <laughs> for peak inflation. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to uh, to see about that, I guess. But uh, still, it was a very high inflation. It was a jump from February final, which was. 5.9%, so huge jump, but uh, jump, yeah. Was, yeah, less than the preliminary, um, uh, it was probably good for, for the for the ECB and for inflation in Eurozone. Yeah, so I, I, I think the ECB, uh, the, the, there's going to be drama 
around this uh, this time. Yeah. Can they do it? Um, can't they do it? And of course, like, this is going to play out. Uh, very interesting um, in terms of just how they deal with the with the European economics. But the EU is not the uh, so we've got massive inflation on the US side. We've got massive inflation in the EU. We've got massive inflation in the UK. But that's not the only place, right? Everywhere, essentially, and we also got last week figures from the, from New Zealand. Uh, there was a big move there as well. It, they measured quarterly for Q1. It was six point nine percent percent. It was higher than. Uh, what the bank expected, the central bank expected, um, and it was a massive move from 5.9 prior. I'm talking about year-over-year figures, um, just to not uh, uh, get things mixed up. Uh, but it was a huge, a huge move there as well. Uh, although initial reaction for the Kiwi was lower because it was less than expected. Uh, the baseline expectations were for even higher inflation. So definitely inflation. Uh, high inflation everywhere. We have seen markets try to view the results as peak inflation. We saw that with the United States remains to uh, be seen uh, where inflation is going to yeah. uh, to peak and when. Yeah. The so um, just interesting. We've still got this huge uh, CPR reading in New Zealand, but they've also been one of the most hawkish central banks, haven't they? So it's yeah, they're, they, they, they're fighting a battle here, aren't they? Yeah, they're f- far away than anyone else. <laughs> they're like super hawkish. <laughs> Nick, want to um, change uh, tune slightly? So we've obviously um, we had a big week last week regarding the um, economics. What about earnings? Uh, a big week for yeah. earnings last week, wasn't it? Big week, of course. Uh, the one that stood out uh, was Netflix. Uh, so. That was the first quarter results, uh, and um, overall the results were okay. But what stood out was the loss of two hundred thousand um, uh, subscribers, paid subscribers during the the, the first uh, quarter, and the fact that they now project uh, that uh, they will lose two million in Q two, so very poor forward guidance. Of course, uh, the stock collapsed. Uh, and again, this is uh, sort of on the um, uh, hot on the heels of uh, the, the January figures uh, when they had projected a slowdown in growth, but still growth in subscribers. And again, the stock had plunged. So it's an uphill battle here for uh, for Netflix. What do you think? So the forecast, as I recall, was for... Uh... Uh, 2.4 million subscribers to be added in Q, Q1. And um, that figure was a, a, a loss of 200,000. That's also, look, they're they, um, including uh, Russia in that. So 700,000 subscribers were scrapped from Russia, yeah. right? But, but even if we, even if we yeah. don't regard that, 500,000 growth as opposed to 2.4 forecast, that's a big miss. That's a big disappointment. Yeah, it was it was a shocking number. I mean, yeah. we, we sort of knew that things from the prior projections that, that things were not going to be great, and for, for many factors, Russia aside, there's some saturation in the market. Obviously, everyone is getting in um, in the game, and that has hurt by Netflix's own admission. It's one of the factors that 
uh, hurt their growth prospects, um, increasing competition. Of course, one yeah. other thing that they highlighted was password sharing uh, as yeah. A, yeah. a headwind. Uh, so probably some crackdown is going to come there. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot uh, that, that was there. And um, it's going to be tough. It's going to have to do something. I think it has focused too much on content. Uh, but how can you beat the Disney's of the world and the HBO's uh, that have moved in? For me, Disney probably here is the uh, the star of the show with Disney Plus. So, so you've you've actually raised a very interesting point. Clearly, there is massive rivalry within the uh, streaming space. Um, I want to consider that with Tesla because Tesla's results yeah. were superb, weren't they? Yeah, they knocked it out of the park once again. Uh, I, I think that um, Tesla is is so far ahead than anyone else and is doing so much better uh, with the whole supply chain, chip shortages and all, all that stuff. They, they have done better than anyone else. But again, they have increasing competition. And to, and to be honest, like they talk a lot, but sometimes they don't deliver. And we've seen it. We've seen this uh, definitely with the Cybertruck. Uh, Rivian beat them to the market for the 150 Lightning uh, is uh, begins deliveries today. Uh, so yeah, it, it's gonna be up for for a battle, but it's so far ahead than anyone else. Yeah, traditional automakers and startups as well. That it's it's not easy to to catch Tesla at this point. So a, a question for you, a very interesting. So one may argue Elon Musk is Tesla and Tesla is Elon Musk. Now we know Mr. Musk has put a offer forward to buy out Twitter. It seems that it has been accepted. What do you make of that? Yeah, so the offer was accepted uh, after uh, so much... Uh in between uh it's it's like it's anything around um mask i think is a bit chaotic and that was uh <laughs> the, yeah. the same way here uh but they have reached an agreement uh for roughly 44 uh billion uh, mm -hmm. it was uh, 50 point uh 54.2 cents per share uh to be honest i of course, it's going to have to be approved. It's going to by regulators, by uh, shareholders, and it's going to be uh, taken public. The, the company will then become public if all these are completed. And private, private, right? Private, yeah, yeah, private. private sorry. Yeah. And and then um, and then uh, they and also they expect this to close within 2022. Um, now, to be honest, it does seem like a low ball offer, <laughs> low ball amount. I mean, um, they, uh, Twitter took the benchmark of April one, when was, which was when everything started, mm -hmm. and it's definitely thirty eight percent higher than yes. April first close uh, for Twitter. But if we go back, it was trading much higher a few months back. So I'm not sure how good of an offer it is. I don't know what you're taking it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, Twitter is due for um, due, their results due on Thursday, isn't it? The 28th. Yeah, they're on Thursday. They won't have an earnings call, though, um, uh, they said, but the, the figures will go out on Thursday. I wonder, Nick, and this is just speculation, I wonder if the fact that they have accepted 
is perhaps a suggestion the Q1 results may be not as robust as the market expects? Mm. I don't I hadn't thought of it, but in general, it, it does have good uh, numbers, although in terms of revenue, at least, because one of the challenges is for Tesla is how to, for Twitter, sorry, is how to monetize that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know uh, what uh, Musk will bring uh, there. Um, I think one thing is, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to say certain, but uh, with Musk there, and we don't know if he will become CEO or not. We, we don't know much of this um, state. That's a- and that's an important point because how much yeah. let's just assume he does how much of his uh, time gets now diverted away from tesla yeah that- he, he's already a ceo of um, uh tesla as you said and of spacex mm. uh, and uh, he also has the boring company and Neuralink, so it's gonna be a lot uh, yeah. but ceo or not i think he will still drive change he has already proposed a series of changes uh so I think change is coming now. Whether this is going to be good, we're going to have to wait and yes. see. Of course, there's other announcements this week. So Twitter is, is certainly right up there in terms of, of, of the news, but we're going to have important results this week. Yes, yeah, so uh, we talked about Netflix and we're having the rest of the funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Alphabet and Microsoft after close today. Uh, we have Facebook or Meta, uh, and uh, which is on uh, that's on Wednesday, and then we have Apple and Amazon on Thursday, and there are other ones uh, uh, in there. We also have Ford on Wednesday. Uh, it's it's a it's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a big the busiest, yeah, and especially for the tech sector and oh. others like Intel. Yeah, ma- ma- many releases this week. I'm very interested in in Meta's results, uh, just in terms of how much yeah. um, how much has TikTok influenced um, Facebook. Um, so yeah, Facebook has been stagnant, uh, mm. but uh, what I'll be mostly looking for is the um, their Meta vision, how they're going to 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 do on that on reality labs and all that stuff uh but yet it's another company that has had a, a tough uh period recently um and definitely interesting to see uh, if they can uh, do better mm. and um just results generally uh for the season haven't been uh bad they've been pretty good haven't they besides besides the obvious um disappointments uh, generally a, a fairly yeah, good season we had some like big names from the buying sector that did not do well. Other than that, uh, I think overall they're doing good. But I, I think for me, it, like it was, it, it's now uh, that we're gonna have to to wait and see uh, what happens because now we have the most interesting names and more yeah. to more to yeah. follow. Nick, um, what else are you looking at for the week? Yeah, there are a few more uh, more things, but. I would probably highlight the uh, PC inflation uh, from uh, from the US, which is on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we talked about high inflation. The previous figure for core inflation was um, uh, 5.4%. It was the highest since 1983. So we're going to have um, to see there. Any, any feelings there? Do you think we may see some peak? So... 
I'm of the opinion that we are near the apex, but I don't think we're there yet. Um, yeah. The reason the reason I, I say that is just I think that the production side of the economy has just got too much influence at the moment. Um, I will, uh, of course, say this is all subject to correction. But whilst I think we may be nearer the peak, uh, perhaps not quite there yet. Yeah, but we have seen markets sort of trying to view results, inflation results as a peak. Uh, but uh, this hasn't come um, at this uh, at this stage, and we have some other inflation uh, figures as well from uh, other countries, including uh, including eurozone. Yeah, um, I'll also just and, add. i also yeah. just add my. Uh, I really um, am interested in the consumer sentiment that the University of Michigan puts out. That's on Friday oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, and also. GDP, uh, GDP uh, growth uh, figures that this would be interesting too because we're definitely uh, getting more and more projections for uh, slower growth uh, this year. So yeah. probably the, the the growth figures uh, you know, are going to be just, just to build on that. Just to build on that, um, of course. You know, um, this is the whole crux, isn't it? Lower growth projected. And we're heading into monetary tightening. It's really, really an interesting yeah. environment. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> talked about this. Uh, again, um, I don't know, for instance, like ECB talked about slow inflation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. if, if uh, so, most banks don't expect um, stagflation uh, to come, but they also didn't expect inflation to, to not be transitory. <laughs> so the exactly. record is a bit tardy exactly. there. And uh, I think yeah. I think if uh, you know, just sort of a um, the out, the outlying chance that Russia turns the taps off, well, that's Europe straight into yeah. stagflation. But I mean, and, uh, that's that's a huge huge assumption. Yeah. And, um, and another point we've talked again, it's not obviously it's important whether we're going to have stagflation from uh, economy perspective, but from a market perspective, even if we do not have stagflation. Talk of it and fears of it to impact markets. Yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. Nick, um, anything else on your radar? I think that's that. Okay. Um, really enjoyed our conversation today, Nick. Um, next week uh, will be Monday. Uh, Tuesday again. Tuesday again. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Look, looking forward to that, and then um, we'll chat during the week. Just want to. Um, I just want to emphasize to our listeners, if they could just listen all the way to the end, we're going to have our regional disclaimers up next. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 66% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our PDS at www.fxm.com forward slash AU. FXM South Africa. Trading on margin carries risk. www.fxm.com forward slash ZA. FXM Markets. Losses can exceed deposits. 
Any opinions, news, research, analyses, or other information contained in this podcast is provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice.